Today is Monday, June 20th. The title for our devotional is The Spirit-Filled Life. Yesterday in church, we began a new campaign called The Spirit-Filled Life. When I think of a spiritual person outside of Christianity, I tend to think of things like yoga or meditation or philosophical jargon that sounds smart but really doesn't make a lot of sense, like this one from Eckhart Tolle, who said, quote, the most vital thing in spiritual life is to be able to watch your mind, to be the observer of your mind so that the mind is not controlling you, end quote. Maybe I'm missing something here, but I don't really know what that means. Within the Christian world, I tend to think of things like charisma, like effectiveness in ministry, and an emphasis on the miraculous gifts of the Spirit, things like tongues, healing, and prophecy, to describe the spiritual life. Of course, the gifts, some are more wowing than others, but all are miraculous, are part of the spiritual life, and we will explore those in the second half of this campaign. Yet the spiritual life as scripture describes it is quite broad, and in some instances, surprisingly, quote-unquote, ordinary. So for the first half of this campaign, we will look at the fruit of the Spirit as signs of living a spiritual life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, some of those seem awfully ordinary, yet for the believer, they are deeply spiritual. This is an incredibly important distinction to make because qualities we tend to think of as spiritual can be more easily faked and used to deceive and manipulate believers. For example, a Christian leader can easily claim to have heard from God that the church should build a bigger sanctuary, for example. This would fall under the prophecy category of spiritual gifts. The people of the church will have to give a lot of money then to make this happen. And who can argue with the pastor whether or not God told him something? My point here isn't that God doesn't tell people to do things today. I believe he does. My point is simply that prophecy can be easily used to manipulate. The fruit of the Spirit, however, are much more difficult to fake. Watch a person's life over time and see if they are growing in patience. Watch to see if an individual is growing more kind in the way that they talk to others. Watch to see if they are growing more joyful, even through difficult times. Watch to see if they are growing in inner peace and desiring shalom in their community. These, I would posit, are a more accurate depiction of the spiritual life than things like charisma, effectiveness in ministry, and some of the more extraordinary gifts. This perspective would serve us well in the church today. Not only is it more in line with the truth of Scripture, which should be enough for us, but it would help us avoid manipulation from wolves in sheep's clothing attempting to deceive and devour the flock. Today, I invite you to just ponder and reflect on the spiritual life. In the Christian perspective, the spiritual person is a person who exemplifies the qualities of the Spirit of God within them. So what does the Spirit of God do in a believer's life according to Scripture? Just take some time and reflect on that today and ponder again the spiritual life from the Christian perspective.